Attention registered voters. During COVID-19, an easy way to vote in Broward County's August 18th primary and November 3rd general elections is by mail. Mail-in ballots are convenient, confidential, and allow time to make choices from the comfort and safety of your home. And Broward County pays for the postage. Request a ballot online now at BrowardSOE.org. That's BrowardSOE.org. But hurry, the deadline to request a mail-in ballot is Saturday, August 8th. A message from the Broward County Board of County Commissioners. As our community reopens, residents and visitors are reminded not to let down their guard. The best way to prevent an increase in new COVID-19 cases is for everyone to follow these simple guidelines. If you own or operate a business, follow the requirements outlined in the emergency orders. Maintain social distance. Stay at least six feet from others. Avoid large groups and stay home if you are sick. Wear a facial covering when out in public. This protects you and others especially those most vulnerable, like the elderly and those with underlying medical conditions. Report business violations anonymously online at mybrower.brower.org or by calling 311. Finally, maintain good personal hygiene and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, especially after touching public surfaces. We fought this virus together, and together we can help ensure a safe recovery. For more information, visit brower.org coronavirus. This is the Broad County Board of County Commissioners meeting of 
August 4th, 2020. Uh, we'll have the Pledge of Allegiance led by Commissioner Fisher. Thank you. I pledge of allegiance <laughs> of the United States of America. Would you remain standing, please? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed. Uh, colleagues, is there anyone who has someone they'd like to recognize this morning? Is your mic on? Is, is mic someone on? speaking? I, I can't hear any, anything. Uh, okay, we're trying to get that corrected. Uh, and also, the Vimeo uh, Connect is not working. It says that the, the meeting hasn't started yet on the computer, the, uh, count the county website. Thank you, Senator Rich. I thought I was just doing something wrong with Vimeo. <laughs> That's what I would usually think I was doing, but I figured not this time. Commissioners, I had to actually have staff send me a YouTube link uh, because of Vimeo. Okay, was so working. one of the reasons why you weren't able to hear earlier is Commissioner Fur Mike wasn't on. <laughs> uh, he thought he was, thought it was, but he wasn't. Uh, can you hear me clearly, Commissioners? Yes. I can hear you now. Okay, yes, good. Mr. Mayor. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, is there anyone else who wanted to recognize someone notable who has passed, uh, passed away? Uh, Commissioner Ryan. I'd like to recognize somebody who hasn't passed. Uh, a uh, Dania Beach resident, Evelyn Williams, uh, turned the ripe old age of 105 wow. this past Sunday. And uh, she has been living in the Dania Beach area since uh, the 1930s. She was born in 1915 and uh, has been involved in the uh, school system, uh, is a uh, longtime Dandy Beach resident, and uh, very well for her own health and for all of us others. She was wearing her mask on her 105th birthday. <laughs> is there any of other of my colleagues that would like to recognize anyone? Okay. Uh, 
let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their services. Let's uh, pause for a moment of silence. Thank you very much, you may be seated. And, and if my staff can hear me, would you bring me a different mask, mask than the one I have on? I'm a bit muffled. <laughs> Thank you. To promote social distancing and avoid risk of additional community spread, this commission meeting is not open to physical attendance by members of the public. The media are general county staff. Only county commissioners and those county employees required to attend the event at the express direction of the county administrator, county auditor, county attorney may be physically present at this meeting. In order to reduce the risk created by gathering in person and to underscore the consistent guidance issued by governmental in entities, including the CDC and this county, some of our commissioners have agreed to participate today by telephone. And we are appreciative of their decision. Members of the public wishing to speak on an item on the county agenda uh, would have need to have signed up by 9.30 this morning uh, that was publicly uh, promoted, so the public should be aware of that. Uh, to look, this morning music was Bob Marley's morning. Uh, song selected by myself since I'm providing breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and the songs that I selected from Bob Marley was Soul Rebel, Exodus, Movement of Jazz People, Smaller Axe, Ready to Cut You Down, and Survival, The Black Survivors. <laughs> yeah, they started playing early, huh? Uh, We don't have a, a Monday night or Tuesday morning memo. So we will go on to uh, our items. Mayor, this yes. is Commissioner Sharif. Yes. I was having some issues getting connected today, but I did want to um, mention for our moment of silence um, that we lost Ed Anson, the owner of WSVN TV and Channel 7. And um, I wanted to make sure that we included him and his family in our moment of silence and in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, fellow commissioners who are 
on the line, I'm informed by staff that it's only Vimeo that we have in a wish, uh, an issue with Twitter and uh, Comcast and the other mediums are working well. And the issue is not on our side on Vimeo, it's on their side, why you're not able to uh, uh, view the, the, the meeting uh, on Vimeo. And I think we have members of the public that uh, signed up to speak. We'll go ahead on to... Uh, Mayor, they're all on item number three. All on item number three. Okay, very good. Uh, so we'll go ahead to our regular agenda. Uh, item number two is a motion to appoint two county commissioners to the Florida Association of Counties Board of Directors. Do we have nomination Mr. or request to serve? Commissioner Furr I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're somewhat muted. Would you repeat again, please? I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, I move pursuant to exhibit one that we nominate Senator Rich and Commissioner Furr uh, for reappointment to the two positions they currently hold. Second. Mayor. Mayor. Uh, we have a motion to second. Uh, comments from uh, Commissioner Furr. Yeah, I, I'm, of the, I'm of the mind that this is something that should rotate. Uh, and, I, and I think Commissioner Sharif showed an interest. And I don't know, Commissioner Udine, I don't know if you're interested. I think I'm already on the, we're already on the board. I, I think this is just, we have like four or five seats, and this four. was the two that were open. Okay. Um, Mr. Mayor, we have four seats, and they're alternating years. So Commissioner Udine and I would be up next year. Okay. okay. So I, what I'm suggesting is if Commissioner Sharif is interested, I'm already going to be working with FAC on a couple of policy, I'm um, heading issues. a couple of policy issues. Mm -hmm. But if Commissioner Sharif is interested, I'm fine with her taking my place on it. So I'd like to hear from her. Comment, comment from uh, Commissioner Sharif. So basically, thanks, Commissioner Furr, but I'm, I am an immediate past president. So as a past president, I sit on the board automatically. That's why I never put my name in the hat for the position uh, previously, and I let my seat go to Nan Rich, Senator Rich. So um, I'm not sure when that expires. Um, I had asked when they mentioned this if they could check that, if it is expired and um, no one else wants to do it, I would do it. Um, but I, I believe that I'm on facts board automatically as an immediate past president. I, I think it would be, mm -hmm. be worth checking that because I think, Barbara's, I think Commissioner Sharif has been effective there. And I'd like, I think it would make sense for us, for her to be there. So if, um, can we check that, make sure she is? Otherwise, I'm, I'm happy to do it. But, but Commissioner Shree's been very effective in that position. And I'd like to make sure she's still on there. Okay. So Mr. Cassini is yeah, on Mr. the Mayor. call. Do we want to pull him up? Sure. Uh, Mr. Cassini. Can we open the line for Mr. Cassini? Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, um, Commissioners. 
Um, the uh, yes, uh, uh, Commissioner Sharif is correct. As a result of her being a past president, um, she is on the board of directors already. So the other two positions are open for any other commissioner who has interest in being appointed. Mayor. Mayor. Yes. yes. Okay. Let Mayor. me recognize you in time. Uh, uh, commissioner Rich, fo followed by Vice Mayor Geller. And that was Paul. Uh, okay. Well, I I just excuse me. I just want to. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Commissioner Geller, Senator Geller. Uh, I, uh, I, I do uh, wish to continue to serve. Uh, I, I'm on one of the committees, and I've been, you know, working on the affordable housing issues. So um, I um, certainly uh, would uh, wish to continue. Okay, Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, if there's a spot, I'd be, uh, I'd be interested, but not, but you know, if if there's a spot and there's no, you know, no one else, I'd. I'd be happy and interested to do it. So just to throw that out there. Uh, Commissioner Ryan. Depending on how many spots you have open, I think that Commissioner Furr would be uh, an excellent selection for the um, Florida Association of Counties, just as long as he doesn't go through the wrong door and go <laughs> to the Florida Association of Cities. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I did want to make one comment that I had raised some time ago, which was that the Florida Association of the County has um, a large county coalition and a small county coalition. And it's my understanding that the small county coalition has a lobbyist and that the larger association of counties does not. And it seems to me that we ought to be able to kind of pony up among the large counties to, uh, to get our own lobbyist and, and an effective one at that, because we seem to, to, to miss out a lot in Tallahassee. Everything seems to be, you know, legislation in favor of uh, what are called constrained counties. And those are the ones with, I guess it's a population less than 50,000 for an entire county. And I understand that they do have some, some uh, struggles, especially when they push up towards the village cap. But we have uh, a number of unique challenges in our large counties, uh, urban areas, the Orlando area, the Tampa area, obviously Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, Palm Beach, um, and, and Jacksonville. So um, I hope that we can, can have that discussion at one of these uh, fact meetings. And uh, if our representatives uh, are so inclined to, you know, my personal opinion is we would be more effective if we had a lobbyist uh, representing the larger counties. Mayor, may I be placed in queue? This is Commissioner Sharif. I'd like to answer Commissioner Ryan's question. Go ahead. So, Commissioner Ryan, we brought that um, issue up uh, over the past few years that I've been serving. And what happened as a result of us bringing that up was um, there was a general consensus between the three largest counties um, to have their lobbyists work together. And so we have been doing a tri-county collaboration, not just with the lobbyists, but also with our county administrator. And I believe that that's why that has never come to fruition. So um, I believe Ms. Henry was present and she could speak to that as well. 
so it, I know that um, we've, you know, we've had a number of discussions about this and there were a number of commitments made by the uh, Florida Association of Counties and the, and the commission at that time felt comfortable that they would be going in the, um, in, in the right direction. So this is just something that we continue to monitor. We have um, the ability to reach out whenever we have any issues and we continue to do that. And um, should we run into problems prospectively, we'll come back to the board. Okay, so we have a motion and a second on uh, Commissioner Rich and Commissioner Farr continuing to serve us uh, at FAC. Uh, all those in favor, vote by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, no. It passes unanimously. And, and I want to make sure we have Commissioner Fisher. You're there. Commissioner Bogan. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, I'm, yes, I'm here, ma'am. Okay, good, thanks. I think we heard from the others already. Uh, <clears throat> now we'll go on to our next item, item number three. And I won't read all of it, but it's a, it's a, a six-part motion. Motions A through D. Uh, these motions relate to the board action on item 81 on June 16, 2020. Motion E and F are motions related to the board action on item 82 on June 16, 2020 agenda. Six affirmative votes are required to pass each of these motions as motion A and D and E would place proposed charter amendments on the ballot and motion B, C and F involve a waiver of the board's procedural rules. And at this time, I would like to have county attorney to address us, county attorney. And Is Mayor, it the appropriate time for you or? Right, Mayor, I just wanted to just remind you there are four members of the public that have signed up to speak on this I, item. I understand. Okay. We will go to the okay. public. Would you prefer to go after the public uh, county uh, attorney? I, I think since there are uh, four people, Mayor, it would be appropriate to go to the public first if that okay. is okay. All right. From the public, we'll start with uh, Mayor Daniel Sterner. Good morning, Mayor and Vice Mayor, Commissioners, Madam Administrator, and Mr. County Attorney. Um, with regard to item number three today, um, there has been ongoing conversation and meetings between the County Attorney's Office and municipal representatives, including mayors and city attorneys, with regard to a cooperative and meaningful resolution of both proposed ballot languages. Those are contained in Exhibit 6. To your agenda item today. Uh, on behalf of the cities, I would ask you to please review item number six, as I believe this will accomplish the needs of the county with regard to uh, both items, um, as well as the cities. We both know, uh, Mr. Mayor, we've been working collaboratively uh, through a host of issues, most recently with the pandemic, um, and our lines of communication are open and clear 
and neither of us hesitates to call the other to work on issues of importance to our region. So I would ask each of you um, to please consider item number six and adopt what the, the suggestions made in item six and not put either of these questions on the upcoming ballot. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I stand ready to answer any questions should you or any member of the board have any. Thank you very much. We'll then go on to uh, Mr. George Platt. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor and uh, members of the commission. I'm really speaking on my own behalf today and also as co-chair of the Transportation Committee for our workshop. Uh, our concern really relates to the effective implementation of this project, something that you, the county commission, promised voters uh, campaigned on. You're, you're a bit muffled, no Mr. Platt. Mr. Mayor, I can't hear him. Yeah, Mr. Platt. Uh, I don't know what device you're yeah, using. He's uh, up on the mountain. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Mr. Platt? Yeah. Um, hold on. Mr. Mayor, give me a second. I'm step out on the balcony. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. We're here. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Shall I start again? Shall I start it again? Yes, go ahead. You may start okay. again. And I reset your time. Uh, George. Okay. Thank you. It's George Platt. I'm speaking on my own behalf and on behalf of the members of the business community who uh, support the and their efforts to do to effective implementation of the surtax. Uh, we promised voters, you promised voters, when we adopted that tax that we would be able to implement regional projects. The denial of such projects by a municipality uh, because of an envy is not in the best interest of the county. The example when Davy put the kibosh on a park project early on, I think gave us great pause. So we support um, uh, the uh, the item that is there on E, that's alternative for the amendments, and we ask that you approve that proposal. Particularly uh, the amendment language provides for uh, a, um, a, a vote of six commissioners and also takes into account a number of the issues that are actually reflected in Jamie Cole's work as well. The idea of an interlocal agreement countywide requiring 31 states is pretty preposterous. That can happen. We already saw in Navy where they rejected a perfectly logical project on six acres along four. And quite frankly, we can't afford years of delays of these projects, which ought to be in the planning status now. The other second date you go with the city's proposal uh, and move in that direction, the alternative of utilizing the oversight board as an alternative, as a dispute resolution mechanism, make the most sense. So we still prefer to go with the um, uh, the uh, amendment as it was drafted and revised by uh, Drew. Those uh, additional uh, uh, amendments in it. Thank you. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, you're still a little bit difficult to hear, uh, but I understand you're somewhere where it's hard to, for us to get clear signal. Uh, we'll go on to, uh, and, and let me ask my colleagues, were you able to hear enough? Yeah, I got the gist of it. Okay. Yeah, again, we got the gist, not everything, but enough. Okay, all right, thank you. Yeah. All right, we'll go, on. We'll go on to Mr. Joseph Mickey. Hello, Commissioner. Hello. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. I can hear fine. We can hear you. Yes, I'm a resident of... I'm a resident of Hollywood. I've been a resident of Hollywood for the past 12 years. Hello, Hello. We're hearing you, sir. You're a resident of for Hollywood past for the past 12 years. years. Yes, go ahead. I'm a resident of the past six years, you have uh, considered developing a 9-11 system yes. for the county and this has been, to my mind, totally mismanaged. This item before the board that you have to vote on, one, you're overriding your normal process in order to get this on the agenda for the November election. And number two, you're totally neglecting uh, the voice of the residents of Broward County. I find that this whole proposal to use the parks for whatever the commission deems as a, an emergency can be done by the county with no, um, no recourse by the cities or the municipalities. In addition, your proposal allows for three different uh, resolutions. The last one being that you're going to hire three different community planners to review whatever the disputed item may be between the county and the city or municipality. Do we really need this? Are the government so misaligned with the communities and the residents that they need three resolution items. I appreciate all the work that the commission does, but sometimes I feel that you're going, you've gone off the tracks. There's no guardrail, and this is all at the expense of the resident. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Mr. Mickey. Uh, we'll have next uh, Ms. Rita Lipoff. Hi, good morning. 
Um, I am speaking out not about the content of any of these items, although I'm against them all. I am speaking as a Democrat. I am speaking as someone who believes this could be the most important presidential election in all of our lives. And uh, there is no reason that any uh, true Democrat would vote to add anything to the presidential ballot in November that will make the ballot longer or uh, make it, it take longer to vote by having to read uh, convoluted legalese language. Um, so you are either for the best vote we can do in Broward County with the most people voting successfully and having their votes count, or you're not. I mean, there's no half measures. It's like being a little bit pregnant. You're either all in about the election or you're not. And uh, if you vote for this, you are making the ballot longer and you're making absentee ballot printing longer and you're upping the chances that people won't vote or they won't have their vote counted. And that should be the opposite of what this board does as it is supposedly you all are nine Democrats. So we all know the best thing for Florida to vote Democrat, which is two to one who the voters are in Broward County, two to one Democrats over Republicans, you were either supporting that or not through your actions today. Thank you, Ms. Lipoff, for your comments. Uh, I'll now go to our county attorney for a brief presentation. Thank you, Mayor. And uh, thank you, Renee, for uh, working the short PowerPoint. Uh, Renee, could you go to the first slide, please? So based upon the board's decisions on June 18th, uh, remember the June 16th, meeting ended up being continued because of a power outage. So the June 16th agenda was completed on June 18th. If no action is taken today, these are the three proposed charter amendments that will be placed on the November ballot. Now, six votes were needed for each of these items to pass. Uh, item 1A, which deals with the use of regional parks during declared states of emergency, had seven votes. Item 1B, which deals with emergency communications infrastructure, Regional parks had six votes, and item two, uh, which is the uh, which controls if there's a conflict between county ordinances and municipal ordinances regarding development of surtax funded improvements on county property, that actually passed unanimously, nine nothing. These proposals were amended during the June 18 meeting. Uh, because of that, in fact, uh, one of the items was bifurcated, and the other one was just amended from the floor with some language added. So my office asked for permission to review and tighten the language if necessary, and as a result, updated versions of those three proposals are before the board today. The new language is identified in our memo to the board, which is exhibit five to the item. On June 18th, the board also directed us to discuss these proposals with municipal representatives. 
which we did and, and which uh, Mayor Sturmer referred to. Uh, we actually discussed them with uh, three municipal mayors. Uh, it was also uh, Mayor Mike Ryan uh, and Mayor Josh Levy uh, and with their legal counsel. Uh, and those mayors are asking the board, as you heard Mayor Sturmer say, to try to work these issues out in an ILA before placing these on the ballot in 2022 if needed. Uh, on their behalf, Jamie Cole presented a proposal that is Exhibit 6 to the item. Uh, Mayor Sturmer uh, referenced uh, Exhibit 6, but my understanding of it, and I, I think Mayor Sturmer might even be able to chime in on it, everybody knows that it's merely a placeholder that in and of itself doesn't really provide any benefit to the county, and that it was really submitted merely as a showing of good faith uh, to be a launching point for further discussions. So uh, it shouldn't really be seen as anything more than that because uh, that proposal would clearly not be acceptable to the county. So the board has three general options today. The first option is to stick with the three proposals you approved on June 18th. We do not recommend this because if you want to go forward with these proposals, we believe the revised ones are better options and we believe one of them, one of the three, which is uh, 1A, on this, uh, this PowerPoint slide, should not go forward as an independent proposal for reasons we've discussed with you in individual briefings. Renee, may you, uh, please turn to the next slide. Uh, the second option is to accept the municipal offer to work together to try to come up with an ILA to resolve these issues. Uh, if that doesn't happen, and uh, please skip one. Renee, will you go back one? I think we're one ahead. Uh, Go forward one more. Okay, go, go one more. It's possible this page got turned. There we go. That's what I have. Page. Okay. Uh, if, if that doesn't happen, if we're unable to work things out with the municipalities, then they, these could be placed on the 2022 ballot. Now, would you please go back to the prior one? Okay. Uh, so to accomplish this, if that's what the board wants to do, the board would need to rescind its June 18 vote on items 81 and 82. Uh, because we are getting close to when the proposals would need to be submitted to the supervisor of elections and that uh, translation would have to occur before they would go over, if the board wishes to remove any or all of the three proposals from the ballot, we recommend such action occur today if possible. Otherwise, a special meeting would probably be required for next week because rescission is a two-part process under the county's rules. So what we'd like to, to ask right now is in order to allow any rescission to occur today and not to have to have a two-part process, uh, is there uh, anyone who would be interested in, in making a motion to waive or suspend the portion of section 18.7J of the administrative code that would require there to first be a motion to consider rescission and then the motion to rescind would be considered at the next meeting. Uh, if this passes, if that motion's made, seconded, and passes, we would not need to schedule uh, yet another meeting to effectuate any rescission decisions of the board, uh, and we would need six votes for that sort of motion to pass. So, Mayor, it might be appropriate to see if anyone's willing to make that motion at this time. I recognize. Mr. Mayor, Commission. Mr. Mayor, I would move that we waive the rules to, um, I move that we waive the rules uh, to um, 
Section 187J. Require a six vote um, that would require that rescission occur over two meetings. Second. Okay. okay. I second that motion, Mayor. Vice Mayor Geller, I had actually Commissioner Furr and Q before. I'll go ahead and have you make comments. Oh, they, they, did a, they did a fine job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so we have a motion and a, and a second. Now we uh, have debate. Uh, yes, sir, just, yes. just on this. Any, anyone else? So for me, I, I appreciate greatly the collaborative efforts that we've undertaken with the cities but I am, I'm, I'm very leery of not having at least uh, the item that deals with the transportation issue because we're in a place where we really need to roll these dollars out to where we can restart the economy and to move swiftly with implementation of the programs that we have in place to spend these dollars. Uh, and, and, and though we have something on the table from the cities, we don't have a final agreement. In, in my background in, in business and in, in real estate business, you gotta have a written contract and an agreement. Uh, so for us to go back and, and uh, and that move forward, give me a great deal of cause for pause to not do this. Uh, we've been down this road so many times, and yes, we start off uh, with good intention, but along the way, somehow, politics kind of get in the way, as we saw in Hollywood, where we had what I thought was a real good agreement worked out to where if we established that one site was superior, cost less and beneficial that we would be able to go to that, we still haven't resolved that idea, that, that item. And, and I'm not necessarily for the other two items at this point in time since I see that from what I'm looking here in the dais and hearing from elsewhere, we might not have the number of us needed to be una unanimous and move in any of those two first pieces. But on the uh, transportation, we had a 9-0 vote. I I'll go ahead and allow Commissioner Furr to make his comment. Just one point of clarification um, to the county attorney. For if we rescind uh, 82, I think that's the transportation one. Were you asking for rescission so that the ILA could go through, or and or, did, had you made any substantive changes? That's that's one of the reasons I thought you were doing yeah. the rescission is, it, it, you, and we because I think we could still go through with that, or consider eighty two, but I think you thought that there was changes that needed to be made following our last meeting. Am I correct? Y yes, thank you, Commissioner. For if I may say for a second, so I, I mentioned what the. The first two options were for the board of the three. The first one's to go forward with what you did on June 18th, which we don't recommend, 
because there have been some changes. The second one would be to do perhaps a global rescission because we don't think you should go forward with the earlier items anyway. We think that a rescission makes sense uh, of those prior items. Uh, and then the third option uh, is to move forward with some but not all of the ballot proposals or even all of them if that's what you want. Uh, but again, as you just said, Commissioner Furr, if that's something the board wants to do, we recommend considering approval of the revised proposals, uh, which would require six votes, including on the transportation one. Okay, so once we vote on this rescission, then we'll go back and take each item up individually. Is that what you're yeah. suggesting, uh, yeah. County, yeah. Uh, County Attorney? Yes, Mayor, and, and just to make sure... Mayor, I vote this procedural motion only to permit us to vote later to rescind by five votes. All right. By six votes. Six votes. What Senator Geller said is correct. He's if, if his it takes six votes to suspend one of your procedural rules. So if you get six votes on his motion, then the motion to rescind for any or all of those three ballot questions would only require five votes. If you rescind on those ballot questions, then to pass the amended versions would take six votes just like it took to pass them initially. Okay. All right, so. So I think it's still in place. Okay, all right. So no, no other debates. Uh, I'm sorry, Commissioner Ryan. I wanted to reiterate what I think uh, Commissioner Geller was, was getting ready to state is that we're not deciding any of the substance gotcha. here gotcha. under this motion, gotcha. just so that we, at this one meeting, will be able to make a decision okay. Uh, going forward on these resolutions, which would be charter amendments. And because we're so close to the time when the ballots will have to be printed, mm -hmm. that's why we're moving with some sense of urgency. So there is a bona fide reason for us to waive the rules in this instance, and, and I support that. All right, so we have a motion and a second. Those in favor, vote by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. Passes unanimously. Now we'll go ahead and take up each portion of this individually. County Attorney, would you go ahead and lead us with that? Yes, uh, Mayor. It, you know, it, it seems as though the most efficient way to handle it would be at least to test to see if, uh, you know, folks want to rescind the prior three items, uh, and then there can be a discussion as to whether to bring up uh, the three replacement items, one of which we would recommend not bringing up under any circumstances, which is 1A, uh, which is using regional parks during declared states of emergency. And, and the reason for that, uh, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners, just to make sure the record is very clear, is we believe we already have pretty strong arguments that we can do that. What we were looking to do is the charter does not expressly allow that use. And since we were getting into the charter anyway to address the emergency communications infrastructure, we wanted to go ahead and clarify on both points. Uh, but we don't think that 1A should proceed uh, as a freestanding item. So at this point, uh, I don't know if there's any- Mr. Mayor, I have a motion. Okay. That's, it's, it's a good time for it, go, Mayor. Go, go ahead, uh, Vice Mayor Gallo. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, my motion has two parts, and I would ask that they be voted on separately. Um, first, 
except for the waiver part, which has already occurred, I move parts B, C, and F of this agenda item, which would rescind our vote on June 8, of June 18, on items 81 and 82 from the June 16th agenda, with the result being that none of these potential charter amendments would be placed on the November 2020 ballot. That is the first part, and I would ask that we vote on that first. After that, your second. After that, we would uh, move to uh, we would move into the discussion on what else we want to do with these ballots. And we'll have a separate motion then. But right now, I'm just moving that parts B, C, and F of the agenda items again, with the exception of the waiver part which would rescind our votes on June 18th, be rescinded with the result being that none of these potential charter amendments would be placed on the November 20 ballot with the understanding that we will then discuss the individual amendments. Okay. So we have a motion. Is there a second? Mr. Fisher, second. Second by Commissioner Second. Is there any other discussion? A question from uh, Commissioner Udine. Before we vote on this, my question is really to administration. Where are we with the radio tower project? Because I know that it got intertwined with this, but really it, it almost didn't have to. Is it being pushed forward? Where are we with the 15 out of 16 towers? Because in my mind, 1A and 1B were there um, for future public safety in the parks. It then kind of got totally wrapped around simply just this Hollywood um, sighting of the, of the tower. Um, but where are we with the 15, where are we with the overall radio project right now? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So we are um, um, effective October. Um, in October, we should have the system up and running, the 15 sites. There are discussions taking place about a 16th site that involves um, Motorola, the city of Hollywood, um, to some extent the county. Um, I don't have an update on that specifically today, but the other projects are up and they're, they're being um, connected, if you will. Right. That, that's what I was under the impression. So in October, Basically, the transfer over to the new radio system will take place using the 15 towers, which is was like getting an A minus, which was like 92 percent. And then we're still going to work with this. The city of Hollywood is still I mean, they wanted it on the top of the Cirque. Obviously, that's not something that seems to be doable by the city or by the county. They're going to then get with you to see what they can do in the future on what they want to do if they want to do anything. Yes, uh, so the conversations that we're having to date, um, you know, addresses an, an alternate site for the 16th tower. Uh, there's some due diligence that would have to occur on that site, and that involves Motorola along with the city. So I know that that conversation and dialogue is happening, but I don't know today where, where they are. But with respect to the remaining 15 sites, they're, um, they're a little delayed. We had hoped that they would have been done 
in July, but COVID has extended um, the work a little bit, but we expect to be up and running with the new system um, in October. And nothing that we do here today, either way, is would affect, affect that. that. So nothing correct. that we do today affects the rest of the county getting the new That's correct. System. Okay, that's fine. Okay, uh, Commissioner Ryan. I wasn't going to venture into the um, city of Hollywood issue with regard to the uh, 911 tower, but uh, it does, I think, um, bear comment, and I appreciate what you have brought up, Commissioner Udine. I would say I agree with you. Overall, it's about an A minus on now where we are with the towers, and the reason it's an A minus as opposed to an A is we didn't have the optimal connections with the full 16 towers. Now, with regard to the city of Hollywood, I'd say it'd be a B minus at best because they're the ones, the city of Hollywood, the eastern part of Hollywood, and the surrounding areas um, on the perimeter, Dania Beach and Houndo Beach, that I think suffer the most because we have less than optimal coverage in that area. And we don't need to go through all of the history of it, but suffice to say that now Hollywood is negotiating for the placement of a tower at the site that I think you, Commissioner Udine, had proposed about a year ago. So sometimes better late than never is good. Okay, uh, no further discussion. Uh, those in favor, vote by saying aye. 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 Okay, it passes unanimously. And now we Mr. go Mr. Mayor, on. I have one final motion. You go ahead. Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I expect this one will have substantial debate. The others were more procedural. I move to postpone indefinitely the board's consideration of parts A, D, and E of this agenda item to give the parties ample time to try and achieve a collaborative arrangement to address these important issues and to enable some or all of these items to be brought back for inclusion on a later ballot if such arrangement cannot be achieved. And Mr. Mayor, so in sum, this is moving to postpone all three of these and not put them, all of them on the November ballot. Uh, again, I'm expecting substantial debate and discussion on this one. Uh, I, I'm just trying to have a motion so that, you know, we have a basis for discussion here. Now, the reason I'm doing this, Mr. Mayor and members, I think we need to do something. Uh, I am not encouraged that, obviously, uh, item six, is nothing that is acceptable to the county. I am hopeful, but not necessarily convinced that we will work something out with the city. Um, I've been, I had extensive discussions on this with the mayor of Davie uh, and a number of other mayors, and I am okay with giving it the old college try and trying to work something out with the cities. Based on our past, I, I have no guarantee that we will be successful, 
but I'm certainly willing to give it a try. Additionally, I am concerned that if we put this on the ballot right now, that this will lead to a deterioration of relations between the cities and the county um, as we head into the November ballot, where we're each advocating conflicting positions. And only because of the crisis that we are in right now, because of COVID-19, I would prefer to try and work as closely as we can with the cities uh, as opposed to our developing an adversarial relationship. So even though I'm not convinced that we'll reach an agreement, I am hopeful that we will. I'm willing to give it a chance, and that is the reason my motion is to postpone indefinitely the board's consideration of Part A, D, and E of this agenda item. If that motion passes, we will not get into the discussion on the individual uh, items. Yes. And and, and 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 yes, that, and and I would ask that you separate them so that we can have debate on each individual portion. As uh, I personally would like to vote for part, but not all of it. Uh, what you just suggest, I'd like to have each each section debated separately. Uh, maybe if we can put the park portion together. And, and the surtax separately, I, I think that would probably allow for some ease of debate and, well, and, and votes for or against. Mayor, Mayor, yes. if, 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 the, if the vice mayor wants to separate that out, that's his prerogative. But as um, on his three, I'm, I'm going to second his three. Okay. This is Commissioner Bogan. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I, Mr. Mayor, I, I, you have every right, of course, to ask for a motion to sever. I prefer to have them voted on as a package, and I guess it would be an interesting test vote to see if there is support for a motion to separate. Okay. Mayor, this uh, is Commissioner uh, Sharif. Uh, I make have, a motion to separate. Have, I'll amend the motion. I'll second that. Okay, so we have a motion, a second, so we'll consider that. Uh, are you suggesting that your new motion would be to separate the portion for the parks from the surtax? Is that what your motion is? Yes, Mayor, okay. that okay. is my motion. All right, so we have a subsequent motion and we will have discussion. Uh, Commissioner Ryan. I support the motion to, to sever and uh, I just didn't want to sever 1A from 1B because it initially came down as one proposal. And when you peeled off the portion about um, authorization for certain emergency uses, temporary uses in the park, um, I, I thought that that really um, was a dangerous precedent because in my view, and I think that this has been shared by the county attorney, is those rights are already implicitly authorize those powers to the county under our charter. Uh, but taken as 1A and 1B combined, so the, the use of the parks in emergency circumstances and the siting of emergency communication facilities within the parks, this could be easily 
I, I think, distinguished from the much uh, more recurring issue that we see uh, for all of us who, who, um, who toil uh, in front of the MPO will understand is, you know, anytime you have a project which is um, a regional transportation uh, facility being sited within the, the, the cities or a town, um, it comes down to uh, some residents being, you know, upset that there's going to be a, uh, a regional mm -hmm. transportation facility. Much of it is perception more than reality with regard to uh, the siting of a, a bus maintenance facility, and I will um, suggest that any um, municipal officials who feel that um, it is somehow a blight uh, within the, the city to see the new uh, bus maintenance facility that's been completely redone uh, that's over in Dania Beach, and you drive by it, you wouldn't even know it is um, a, a bus maintenance facility. Uh, but the circumstances for um, siting a um, emergency communications facility in a park is a very weighty decision, uh, and you know it, it does uh, conflict with the stated purposes of recreational uses within a park. And so that's a very fact-intensive analysis on on whether or not the the needs of of a um, a county um, are, are such that um, it, it could rise above what I, I see as a high threshold to to do uh, commercial development within a park setting. Uh, so I, I think that that ought to be not changed within the charter, although it was a, an arduous process that we went through in order to uh, approve the uh, siting of the emergency communications tower over at Westlake Park. It was based upon a great deal of, of information, factual analysis, and, um, you know, based on that, we don't need to rehash the whole thing, but, but it eventually got through after a long uh, discussion, and I think the participation of both the county and the city, and actually it was a number of cities that engaged one way or another, was was important, really essential, because we're talking about the development within a park setting. But on this other issue, on the um, regional transportation facilities, this is something that uh, I don't think in my lifetime I would ever see uh, a city that is going to approve, whether it's a bus maintenance facility or a park and ride facility, anywhere in their town or city. There's always something wrong with it. And, you know, it needs to go to the next city over. And uh, that was the, uh, that's what precipitated, you know, bringing this forward. Uh, you know, the voters clearly spoke to uh, wanting to have a strong, interconnected, uh, multifaceted transportation system. And it includes as really, you know, one of the, the, the core strengths is a mass transit uh, mode of, of, of inexpensive transportation, and um, it's necessary. We can't expand our bus fleet. We can't expand the range, the frequency, the reliability, uh, unless we have those regional facilities in place. So um, it's a long way of stating that uh, I do uh, approve of uh, rescinding 
the uh, the resolution with regard to the um, uh, siting of emergency facilities um, within the parks uh, and and the you know the separate um, emergency uses within the park. So on one A and one B, I um, I concur with the motion to rescind. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mayor, 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 can I get on, Mayor, can I get on the queue, please? Okay. Mayor, Mayor, this is Commissioner Sharif. I made the motion, so can I talk to the motion, please? Why don't you accept your motion as a friendly amendment? Okay. All right, so. Mayor, can I get on the queue, please? Okay, so let's do this. I think Vice Mayor Geller has his say. Commissioner Sharif, you made the motion. Go ahead. Okay, so much like what uh, Commissioner Ryan said, the reason why I asked um, and made the motion to separate these items out is because we've seen time and time again that um, we get into these long, drawn-out discussions with cities, and we try and try, and as hard as we try, and as hard as we try to work with them on the transportation, we have gotten nowhere. And so... Um, while I respect and I understand um, Vice Mayor Geller's enthusiasm about trying to develop something with the city, um, I've been on this dais for enough years to know that we've seen the half-penny sales tax fail because they wanted to do things their way. We got the penny sales tax through because we did things our way. And now we're at the point in time where we're trying to give voters what they want and what they need. And whenever we as an elected body or as generally as elected officials cannot come to terms or cannot come to an agreement, the best way to get there is to allow voters to have a choice in the matter. And so I don't believe putting this on the ballot is doing any harm to voters. I think it does us some good because it gives those people who and not in my backyard, a wake-up call. And it also lets them drive home the point of what voters asked us to do and what they want. So I would say that we would, I'm going to support putting forth the ballot item to support our transportation surtax initiative and provide a complete transportation system by citing bus shelters, and whatever else we have to do with the transportation surtax dollars. And so that's going to be where I am on that. Uh, as far as rescinding the, the first two, I'm okay with that, as long as we still have that authority to site within a park or to use a park for emergency use, I'm fine with that. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, Commissioner no Bogan, Commissioner Bogan, uh, I'm sorry? He agreed there to accept no the amendment. to Commissioner amendment to my motion. So you're 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 then removing your motion from the table. No, I'm accepting her okay. amendment. All right, fine. We, we 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 will say that. That that's that's fine. Uh, um, so the the new motion. It's a substitute motion. It's not an amendment to his motion. Yeah, it's it's a there's there's a there's a there's there's a new motion. I'm sorry. What is the motion, Mr. Mayor? The prior, my motion was simply to vote on all of them together. Commissioner Sharif had moved to separate them, vote on them separately, which I've agreed.
agreed to. Okay. If so, let's just pass that, and then let's get on to the motion to vote on each of them separately, or to vote on A and B okay. as one motion, and then on okay. so, so, uh, two. The Vice, Mayor, Vice Mayor Geller, uh, there's people that want, I want to speak, so can I get a word in here? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Commissioner Bogan, followed by okay. Commissioner Udin. Uh, but it, it probably would save some debate if we just bifurcate and, and, and move to the individual items so we can have discussion. And those individual items, I think it'll save us some time. If we, That's if we, what I'm saying. Go ahead, go ahead. It's already accepted it. Yes, so, Mayor, yes. Let me know when I can, let me know when I can actually speak without being interrupted. Go ahead. Never. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I, I, uh, I wanted to just add, have our county administrator chime in on this because um, I, I kind of felt the way Commissioner Sharif and Commissioner Geller, all of them, what, what, what was going on. But uh, I, I, county administrator, would you uh, please chime in on your um, input and advice on this? Um, yes, thank you. So the item... Um, that's in Exhibit 6 would definitely not be something that the county um, administrator would find acceptable. So we, um, I concur with the, the sentiment that that was a, sort of an opening salvo um, to at least get a dialogue going. Second, um, when with these issues in front of us, I wanted to make sure that the board um, understood that that the organization um, um, is prepared to um, address these issues if we have to, but we wanted to make sure that you knew that with uh, COVID-19, um, the, the campaign that we were able to wage um, in um, 2018 would be a little bit um, a challenge. So at this point, um, if um, the municipalities are serious about um, negotiating, that's fine. If they're not, and the board wants to move forward with the camp, um, with having an item on the ballot, then we'll make it work. County Administrator, can you please just tell, um, are, are, you, are you for uh, these things going on the ballot or are you against these things going on the ballot? So items, the, the uh, um, first two items that deal with the parks and, and um, the communications, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the, the uh, communication system in the park, um, I concur that those items should not go on the ballot separately. And if they were gonna go, they should go together. And if they're not, they shouldn't go because as, um, as you've all indicated that we have an opportunity to at least do the things that we need to do given the certain under 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 the charter we and as the county attorney's uh, office shared that on um one of the items where we're utilizing the parks to do emergency services we have a good argument to make so i would not move forward with those two on the third item um again i had some concerns that i've um that i've raised um about um um, the the surtax uh, the initiatives and our ability to get these projects done if uh, we didn't have cooperation with municipalities and and the item that's in exhibit six would not be acceptable but I have been assured by um, 
some representatives of the municipalities that they would um, uh, come to the table in earnest. And that's just one of those that we'd have to determine if they are in fact serious about that. Outside of that, um, I just, whatever the board ultimately does, the staff will, will move forward with it. Thank you, Mayor. I just wanted to get that. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Udeen. Um, I was going to say something similar to what the county administrator said. I, when we brought, brought this up on June 16th and June 18th, um, questions one and two, I always thought should have been one question to begin with. There should have just been one question on the park issue and one question on the transportation issue. In my opinion, I, I don't support the, the, the question number one and question number two going on separately the way that it currently was before we rescinded it. So I'm going to support the motion that was made by Geller and Sharif as far as severing it, because I'd like to talk first about the park issue, which I'm not going to die on the sword on it right now, because I don't think there's the six votes to put that one on right now. And as long as the county administrator uh, committed to what she committed, that the radio system is going to be done um, pretty much anyway in October, I don't think we should have the parks question at all on the ballot for this one. It's too, it's been hijacked too much as far as what it really means anyway, and there could be more education at that. I'd like to talk in greater detail when we get to it about the transportation uh, issue because I can see the benefit of letting the public decide on that once and for all, how they want this these dollars handled and how they want these projects handled. So I'm gonna support the motion to sever. I'm not gonna support the idea of putting the parks one on the ballot. So I don't think we'll get six votes there. And okay. I'd like to discuss further on the other one. Okay, so we have a motion to sever the items. Uh, and then what I'll do is I'll come back and ask for a motion on the first portion A and B for the park issues. We can have debate. And then I'll go on to the issue of the surtax as a second, a separate motion. So we'll, we'll vote to sever uh, the, the items at this point in time. Those in favor, vote by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. Okay, it's unanimous. Now, if I could have a motion uh, on item, the first item, uh, A and B, to deal with the I'll, park. I'll make a motion to table those indefinitely. Okay. So second. I have a, second. Okay, I have a motion and okay. a second. Mayor, just for perfect clarity, this is the two parks items, which would leave only the transportation surtax item on the table for the board to consider afterwards. Correct. Thank you. Correct. Okay, and uh, and I hear a second from uh, Commissioner uh, Vice Mayor Geller and probably someone else also. Uh, so with that, is there any debate on that issue? Hearing none. Uh, can those in favor vote by saying aye. 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 Those opposed nay. Okay, that passes unanimously. Now we'll go on to the second. Uh, portion of this agenda on the issue of the surtax and I see uh, Commissioner Ryan hands up for debate. Uh, Commissioner Ryan. I think we've already discussed it to the point where the members understand the issue well and as I had said earlier any member who has sat on the MPO uh, understands it um, in, in great detail. Uh, I just want to make this point clear. It was the, the cities that reached out and, um, and said, this is going too fast. This proposal 
on regional transportation facilities. Not that it wasn't seen on the horizon based upon the decisions that have been made um, over a number of occasions when the, the county has reached out um, to the various cities and town um, uh, looking for um, zoning approval for siting of regional transportation facilities. You know, we have struck out every time in that effort and um, not because the proposals were without merit, but because of outside influences. And, and this, is, this is part of the democratic process that residents can come and speak uh, against an item because it's too close to home or it's too close to their business or it's too close to a friend's house or, or something like that. And that really, in, in my view, um, shows what difference you have between municipal governance and regional governance in that it's incumbent upon us as county commissioners to take a broader view of what is in the best interest of two million residents and all of the businesses that operate here and 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 what is necessary in what really is becoming a a large uh, metropolitan area so uh, it's an integral part of it your transportation uh, network so um, we've got to have the tools in place uh, that will allow this county to implement the will of the voters with regard to uh, a regional transportation system. We promised them this, and um, it's, it's so discouraging when you're asked the question, you know, it's been, it's been a year, we've been raising the money, you know, what are you doing? Uh, well, there's a number of, of steps that have to be taken to put the system together, and uh, as we have spoken to um, regional transportation facilities are essential to um, to the the mass transit component uh, on on the other hand um, we have a proposal to develop an interlocal agreement but I want it to be clear from from my individual perspective that this uh, uh, exhibit number six, which was a conceptual outline for regional services, uh, a cooperative agreement, is actually places uh, the county in a, um, a more tenuous position than we are right now. I mean, the idea that you have this broad criteria that can that boils down to, for any reason, if for any reason, um, you know, persons in the community feel that it's not acceptable to have this type of a facility uh, that can be the, um, the basis under the criteria uh, to deny it. And in fact, if, it's, if the proposal for a regional facility is presented, you, you start this long process that in my view just kind of runs the clock on, on any kind of, of development, is you've got to go into a, uh, a discussion at the county administrator level with the, the city manager, and then based upon that, then you hold a meeting um, under this conceptual agreement. And if at a joint meeting of the full county commission and the full city commission, uh, they reach an agreement, then that agreement 
is taken back to the city commission for a second vote of the full uh, city commission body on you know whether or not uh, it's authorized. So imagine this. I mean, you could be going a year or so before you get that final decision, which is no. If it's if it's anything close to what what we're seeing here, uh, and then this long process about you know whether you can take up an appeal to the MPO. Well, I think that ought to get some giggles out of all of us. Or you know whether you will go to this 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 long process of um, of having these three arbitrators work something out. The the long and short of short of it is. If we're going to see a good faith effort, assuming that we're we're going to rescind this resolution, we're not going to put it on the ballot. This this question about regional transportation facilities, we're not going to put it on the ballot in 2020. And I understand the reasons. We got COVID-19. We got a presidential election. We don't have a lot of time to fully vet and explain to the public the purposes for this. Uh, preemption on zoning and land use because of all of these issues. I'm, I'm in an agreement to postpone it to 2022. But I wanted to be stated on the record that this proposal on Exhibit 6 is nothing close to something that I believe the county could live with. So I would say to the to the county attorney, if, in fact, we rescind this, uh, if you would give a proposal, you know, soon hereafter uh, to the cities to um, to contemplate um, and, and not work off off this um, exhibit six, but to start with what the the county can offer in 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 concessions and in communications. But ultimately, the county has to be able to make the decision. Um, if we can have that type of an agreement, then maybe we can work something out. Otherwise, we'll put it up to the voters in 2022. And um, so with that, I, um, I'll move to um, rescind on the move to rescind the resolution on the uh, regional transportation facilities. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll continue with debate. On, on this item, uh, I, I guess let me chime in here because you know I got to tell you, you talk about a proposal. This is not even the first step. We, we're not even the ball game with this proposal that they're bringing forward. It's, it's. I'm sorry. I, I want to be be respectful and mindful of my colleagues in the city commission I serve there, but this is pretty much an insult that we would have to go through these hoops and twists and turns, what are we going to get if this is where it started? We're not speaking the same language. Okay? So why would I want to go down the road on this and, and, and get dragged and dragged and dragged down the road and end up no place? It, it makes no sense to me at all uh, that, that we do this. Let me just let you know that we voted here to spend $150 million on the surtax money. And that will create 1,488 direct jobs right now. We would start working, 1,488 direct jobs, an economic impact direct of $174 million, 
indirect economic impact of 61 million. We're talking about a, almost a quarter billion dollars in economic impact that we can get on the way, creating an additional 395 indirect jobs with a CBE participation of 30% that we're setting. Right now, folks, waiting for two years when the economy is in the doldrums at this point in time? We're gonna wait for two years and let people suffer when we can help them by putting this forward and moving this quickly so that the money can hit the ground and we can get our people back to work and get out of this economic recession that we're in on top of the pandemic that is wreaking havoc on our people's health. Folks, we can't do that. I am not willing to do that. I can't sit here and in good conscience turn my back on the people who went out and vote 60 plus percent. Over 60 percent of the people of Brown County says we want to do this. We want to tax ourselves. We're willing to pay more taxes so that we can have a better transportation system in Brown County. We're willing to tax ourselves so that we can grow the economy and prepare for the future. And we're going to back away. We had nine votes before. Folks, yes, it's a pandemic, but we're not crippled. We still have the ability to communicate. Yes, it's a different way to communicate. We're not going to go to uh, churches. We're not going to go to HOA uh, meetings right now. But all of us are doing it differently today. There's Zoom, 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 and, and all the other mediums that we're using to, to communicate now. <laughs> so we can do it. If the nine of us believe in this, and I, and I thought we did when we voted 9-0 on a, a, a motion that Commissioner Ryan, you, you brought down to where it's palatable and acceptable, that we weren't running over these folks. We already gave. We gave in. Based on your proposal, then we all went along with it. Now you want us to do more bending? Doesn't make sense to me at all that we would do that. More than 60% of the people already said yes. Why do you think they won't say yes again? And this time they're not paying any additional taxes. They're just saying go implement it, make it happen, move forward as quickly as you can. That's all we're asking for. And the issue of not in my backyard, not close to me, I've seen it time and time again. That's politics. And unless we take the approach that we are regional government, and which we are, we cannot have small pockets of folks stopping the progress for the majority of people in Broward County. And I've been here now soon to be 10 years. I've seen it time and time again, folks. And I understand when you're a commissioner in whatever city and there's a segment of your population that says we don't want that and they threaten to vote you out of office next time that you may cave. I understand that. But that's why we have a regional government. Because things that impact the region, we have a little bit of a distance to where that political pressure that is brought to bear from a community, a small community, 100, 200 homes that come out and says, you don't, you don't do what we want, we, we kick you out. And, and some of us are fearful. I'm not. I'll take the hit. Because I believe 
what we're doing is right. We, I believe and I know it's in the best interest of the people of Broward County for now and for the future. We delay this, we're delaying too much. There's too much at stake for us to delay this. I spoke to members of the business community over the past couple of days. And I know that many are willing, warning for us to move forward with this. They know the economic impact it's going to have. And they will put skin in the game to ensure that we're educating the public so that they understand this needs to be done for their best interest, for the best interest of the future of Broad County. We have this elaborate plan that we've designed on what we're going to do with transportation going forward, using new technologies, using environmentally sensitive tools in, in our transportation, electric buses, and so much more that we need to move forward on. I am I'm sorry, colleagues. I will not support us retreating. It's not in the best interest of the people of Broward County for us to retreat. Commissioner Udin. Mr. Mayor, please add me to the queue. Yes, sir. Well, when we spoke, me, please, Mr. Mayor. When we spoke about when we spoke about this in mid June, we talked about um, these ideas, and we did water down the original proposal that was here before us at that point. I'm supportive of putting this question on the ballot in November in 2020 so that we can get this process rolling. The one question and the one thing that you know people always talk about as far as um, transportation, traffic, transportation issues in the county, and, and we really have to start these projects. And I, I'm sensitive of the different municipalities and the nimbyism on all of these type of projects that happen. And that's why when, when we do sit on the MPO board and we see, you know, Miami-Dade is running a train up University Drive that's right for right now is basically going to stop at the county line because there's really no consensus on anything Broward-based. We, we have to start looking at this regionally. The 2,000 citizens of Broward County voted to tax and to do this. Let's put it to them and see if they want, I mean, the, the concept by the cities and, and these additional costs and meetings that they're going to tax on to these projects are going to double and triple costs of these just for administrative uh, process that, and delays that are going to have to go through. So I'm supportive of the question that we have, and I'm supportive of putting it on in November of 2020 with the hopes that it can prevail, because it's going to be our citizens that are going to decide whether they want to get around this county easier traffic-wise. Thank you. And if it doesn't prevail, county attorney, we can put it back on in 22, can't we? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I have uh, first uh, Commissioner Rich, Geller, and then Fur. Please put me to Q, Mayor. Commissioner Fisher. Sharif, the close? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Spoken Mayor. to close. Spoken to close. Um, we passed this unanimously uh, previously, and I'm going to stick with my vote on this. Um, I, a lot of what I, what my thoughts are, have been 
expressed. But I do want to say that, um, as was mentioned, we, we have struck out every time trying to place facilities. Um, we, we need to take a broader view uh, of, the, of the interests of the people in this community. And they did vote, as was mentioned, uh, to pass this surtax. They recognized the need for the surtax. Uh, we now need the ability to implement what the voters told us they wanted. If they no longer want it, then they can vote no. I understand what our county administrator has said. Uh, this is a difficult time. Um, it is hard. We had, a, we had wonderful outreach to all of our communities. All of us went out and sold the sales tax, the surtax, to our, uh, to our constituents, and they listened to us, and, and we, we helped educate everybody about the importance of it. It's going to be hard for us to do that this time, but I'm hoping that because they voted in the first place and would like to see it implemented, that they will support this. Um, to me, um, this is just like affordable housing. Um, there has to be a regional approach here, and we have to get it done. Transportation is a crisis. Affordable housing is a crisis. They're only going to get worse, especially during uh, this time of COVID. Uh, we need the economic impact that this can bring to us. Uh, so, um, as I said, I'm going to uh, stick with my vote and let the voters decide what they want to do and uh, support this uh, uh, this uh, surtax being on the ballot in 2020. Uh, Vice Mayor Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, first, Mr. Mayor, uh, I've been on the commission for four years, and uh, the speech that you gave today was the best one that I've heard you give. Um, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, no, that was meant in a, as a compliment. It was uh, convincing. Um, um, my concern here is I agree with both you and Commissioner Ryan, who have different opinions here. Um, and the, what I, the reason I'm saying that is if we were not in the middle of the COVID crisis, um, I would absolutely be supportive of your position, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I do think that the chances of our, of our reaching an agreement are with the cities based on our history is simply not good. On the other hand, I am concerned about uh, there are already disputes between us and the cities over enforcement on COVID-19 um, closures and other issues. And I am concerned, number one, about worsening relations with the cities in the middle of this crisis, as Commissioner Ryan said. And also, as both Senator Rich and Commissioner Ryan said, I am concerned, and as the administrator said, I'm simply concerned that we don't have the time to mount the type of campaign that we normally would mount. And because of that, I am concerned. I know we can put it back on in 2022, but I'm worried that if it fails now, that this will make it more difficult to cite things that will embolden the cities between now and 2022 and make it more difficult to cite issues. 
before I close, I have a procedural question for the county attorney, if I may. Um, county attorney, Mr. Myers? Y yes, Senator Geller. In the event that the motion to postpone this item by Commissioner Ryan is not successful, what is it that you recommend that we will be voting on? Would we be voting on what we previously adopted, or is it your recommendation that we approve item E on the agenda, which I believe is, is uh, exhibit four? The what, what item is the most current one that you, we should be voting on if this amendment fails? You, you're correct, Senator Geller. It's our recommendation would be uh, that the board vote on Part E of the item, which is Exhibit Four. This is revised language. It actually expressly addresses a concern raised by the municipalities during our discussion with them after June 18th, and we've also further tightened the language just slightly. Uh, we identify what those changes are in our memo to the board. We're happy to go through them if anyone would like. But yes, the only remaining issue at this point, because everything has been rescinded from 618, and the board has postponed indefinitely the two parks questions. So the only thing left on the table for the board now, unless the board wanted to go back on the rescission, would be Part E, uh, which is Exhibit 4. You're exactly right. All right I just wanted to make sure that if the uh, Ryan's motion failed that we don't go rushing into approving the prior one when um, your recommendation is the revised one, which is Exhibit 4, Motion 8. Um, all right. Based on that, Mr. Mayor, in, in conclusion, although this is a tough, close question, I agree with Commissioner Ryan simply because of the COVID issue and would therefore recommend that we postpone this to 2022, although I am not optimistic on our being able to reach it with the cities. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'm done. Uh, Commissioner Farr. Thank you. Um, I voted for this before for the reasons that, one, we need to keep moving. We, there is a lot on, the, on this with this surtax, and there are a lot of plans, and it is because of COVID-19 that we need to keep moving. I appreciate very much what the mayor had to say. There are, there are going to be tens of thousands of people out of work in this county. And we have to be able to find a way to provide employment. Public sector employment is going to be the key to getting out of this um, situation. The other reason I voted for it is because it provided safeguards for the city. And I'm gonna read those because I think it's very important that we read what we put in there, and I think what Commissioner Ryan put in there was precisely that it did provide safeguards. It says, before we go forward on something, we shall conduct a public meeting during which it shall be available to discuss with the municipalities in which the project is located, the proposed transportation improvement, and seek to achieve consensus on any disputed issue, and two, shall determine by a vote of a majority plus one of the total membership of the county commission that the county considered other potential sites for such transportation improvement, including all sites proposed to the county by the
the affected municipalities. They're still going to be our partner on this. We're still going to work with them. And that, the, and that that selected site on balance provides the greatest regional benefit and the transportation improvement is to be located in an area in which the exteriors of the then existing buildings. In other words, what, whatever the city is looking for in terms of aesthetics, we're going to work with them to make sure that it works within that city. If it's in Davie and it needs to look Western, it's going to look that way. Whatever we need to do to make it work, we've said we will do that. We will be their partners. But the larger issue, the regional issue, in this case, that's our, that's our domain. Transportation is our domain. And we've got to make it work. And the, the people of this county, they've been asking me, when are you going to get things done on this? We voted for it. We're looking for it. When's it going to get there? And, th and to do otherwise is going to cause, I'm afraid, tremendous delays. That means more people on, that will not be able to get work. That concerns me. I'm going to continue to support this. I, I think that what we put in here is good. Because I think everyone knows that I, would, I, you know, I do not like to be a bully as far as county. I like to work with city, city governments. I think what we have in here is that, or I wouldn't have supported it. I'm going to support it again because I think that kind of clarification is needed. In many ways, as a city commissioner, it actually gives, you know, some... Um, understanding. Understanding. Now, given that, I will say that it's a, it is incumbent upon us to make the case of each one of these, why it needs to be there, what, you know, what is the regional benefit, why we have to go forward. That's, our, that's on us. But we did that when we asked the voters to vote for this. They've seen the plan, and the plans are up there on the web now, and anybody can go see it. This, we have a lot of work to do, and people know that. We've got, we, you know, otherwise we're going to be in gridlock for the rest of our lives, and nobody wants that. So for both those reasons, I'm going to be supporting this to Thank go you. on the ballot. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Fisher, you haven't said much. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Thank you. As I listen to my colleagues and do not want to be repetitive by any means, but just want to state my position and the reason why, and I do not disagree with the conceptual item. Uh, I have no problem with that at all. The reason why I voted to move it forward last time was based on administration being able to get with the municipalities to come up with a palatable solution. That's why I moved it forward. And I still think it is an excellent idea. However, I think timing is everything. And what Commissioner Fur just talked about making a case, there really is no time to advocate for such item. And also, I believe that at the municipal level, and I know that the track record in previous years have not been too successful in working with the municipalities. I think you have truly new leadership at that level, and I have every confidence that we can ultimately come to a mutual agreement, whether it be through an ILA or whether it be through a 2022 a question on the ballot. But I think it's being rushed. I think with COVID, and all those implementations that need to be taking place with advocacy and making the case, I think it's just too late. 
I think give it time to continue to, to bake and come to a solution either again through an ILA or through a 2022 question. Uh, and again, I do not disagree with the concept. I think we need to move it forward. I'm not in agreement with number, item number six, exhibit six, but I truly believe and have confidence in administration and with the new leadership at the, at the city's level that we can come to an agreement. So therefore, I can't support it as it exists, and I'm going to agree with Commissioner Ryan and, and Vice Mayor, et cetera. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Sharif. Thanks, Mayor. I think that we've been talking about renaming Broward County. I think our county name should be the County of Perpetual Delay. We keep on delaying things and delaying things and pushing the can and kicking the can down the road. And instead of us just giving it back to the voters, the voters did a fabulous job of telling us what they wanted. And since we can't agree, this is not rushed. What we're trying to do is create jobs and create a connective transportation system and give the voters what they asked us for. And since we as elected officials, county as well as cities, are unable to agree to how to move forward, then it is up to us to allow the voters an opportunity to make a decision. Broward County voters are very smart. We did our outreach. They know what they want. I think if we put this question on the ballot, it is not going to hurt us. It is not going to hurt them. I think they are smart enough to read this question and discern what it is that we're saying to them. We're going to keep it simple because we've already taken off two additional questions. This will be the only question on the ballot. And I am supportive of moving forward with this because I think that a two-year delay hurts Broward County at putting forth the best effort at creating an interconnected transportation infrastructure. I am not adversarial toward the cities. I tried to give them as much assistance as I can. But in this instance, the voters chose Broward County for its regional capacity and its ability to connect the county regionally. They did not say to go back to the city. The voters clearly rejected the ideas of the cities having control of this. And that's the reason why I think we need to, one, move forward. And number two, um, you know, just stop with this idea of thinking that every move that we make, we're going to be able to have time to build consensus on it. True leaders lead. It is time for us to lead and stop kicking the can down the road. We need to do this. It needs to go on the ballot. I'm going to support it going on the ballot. Um, I counted five. I don't know if we have six mayor, but let's wait and see. It sounds like Commissioner Bogan is BMOC here. Commissioner Bogan. And, and by the way, the item we're going to vote on, the, 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 the item that we have is to rescind and not go forward. The correct county attorney? Excuse me, you've already rescinded. So the two options before the board, it would seem, are number one, postpone this last part indefinitely, part uh, E, to give us a chance to work with the municipalities. And if that doesn't work, come back with a ballot question for 2022. Or 
by six votes, approve Part E, uh, which is the resolution attached as Exhibit 4, which would put that on the ballot. So the motion that I heard didn't address it that way. Can I ask a question of the city attorney, county attorney? Yes. If, if someone up here just made a motion to approve Exhibit 4 and that was seconded, we don't have to have any other motions. If that gets six votes, it's on the ballot. If it doesn't get six votes, we can go home and talk about this in January or whatever. Is that correct? Yes, part, part E, which is Exhibit 4, exactly right. I, I'm correct. gonna, if I can, I'm, yes, gonna, move, I'm gonna move Part E, um, which puts it on the 2020 ballot. If there's a second and six votes. We can, can I get a second, please? I'll second that. Okay. So we still have to hear from Bogan. He's yes. the guy, he's the swing vote. Yeah, so, so we'll hear from uh, Commissioner Bogan. No, that's okay. You know, you know, Mayor, you like to save the best for the last, and so uh, I will. Uh, I'll just vote. I don't need to. I don't need to articulate uh, anything. Let's just. I. I don't think it's going to pass, but let's just vote it up. Let's go. Wow. Okay. Wow. County Attorney, you have. Uh... Roll call. Okay. So, so we will need a roll call vote on this. Uh, Commissioner Fisher. No. Commissioner Sharif, Dr. Sharif. Yes. Commissioner Udine. Yes. Vice Mayor Gala. No. Uh, I vote yes. Commissioner Bogan. I'm thinking. I might take an hour to think about this. Give, give, no, I vote no. No. Commissioner Ryan. No. Commissioner Ridge. Yes. Commissioner Furr. Yes. It fails 5-4. Great. Uh, we kicked the can down the road. Yep. Not good. Uh... Mayor, can I, uh, can I second uh, Commissioner Sharif's uh, motion to change the name from Broward to Perpetual Delay? I'd like to second that motion. <laughs> uh, let, let's form a committee to study that. <laughs> we'll, 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 and we'll, we'll make a decision in 22. <laughs> All right. The vote passed by a majority of votes, but it needs a supermajority to yeah. get the ballot. Okay. Yeah. It, it passes, but it fails right. because we only had five votes for. We need six for uh, that uh, to pass. That's when Bogan and Ryan need to reconsider, right? In the best interest of the people of Brown. You know, you know. We'll see you after the primary election, Commissioner Sharif. Uh, uh, Mr. Sharif, I was really going to vote yes, but he took so long to call on me, I just turned to a no. It's just, you know, <laughs> the mayor right, so, just, you know, by the time he gets to me, I got to, you know, just vote no. Come so, on, Bogan, so, come on. So, so, you made me come all the way here to vote no? So, come on. Com Come <laughs> Commissioners, we'll go ahead and do our uh, report, and uh, I'll go ahead uh, with... A couple of items. First, early voting begins in Broward County this Saturday, August 8th through August 16th. Uh, the, the voting time is from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
Uh, that's August 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th. On August 10th through the 14th, it's 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that's Monday and Friday. Let me, let me change that. Uh, Monday and Friday, it is uh, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., the 10th through the 14th. And Saturday and Sunday, it, on the 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th is 9 to 5. There are voting sites located all over Broward County, so it is convenient for everyone to be able to uh, get out and vote. If you haven't mailed your vote-by-mail ballot in, there are four, almost 400,000 that was issued. Uh, there are still a lot of vote-by-mail ballots out. You should also visit BrowdSOE.org, BrowdSOE.org, uh, if you wish to get information on the upcoming election or to request a vote-by-mail ballot, there's a pop-up when you go on that site uh, to do that. There's also a number that you may call, 954-357-7055. Again, that's 954-357-7055. Uh, I'm going to ask indulgence to just run the sites down where they are. Uh, for this uh, 2020 period. Uh, the African American Research Library and Cultural Center, the Lord Hill Mall, Broward Health North, Carl Ridge Mall, Davy Cooper City Library, Emma Lou Olson Civic Center, Fort Lauderdale Branch Library, Hallandale Beach Cultural Community Center, Miramar Branch Library, Hollywood Branch Library, Knob Hill Soccer Club, North Regional Library, Northwest Regional Library, Nova Southeastern University, Pine Trails Park Amphitheater, Epat Larkins Community Center, South Regional Library, Southwest Regional Library, Tamarack Branch Library, West Regional Library, Western Branch Library, Women's Club of Wilton Manors. Also, bilingual poll workers are needed for this year's election. If you're fluent, in English and Spanish, you may call 954-459-9111. Again, that's 954-459-9111. The pay ranges between $150 to $220 for the day. Uh, you must be a registered voter in Broward County. And again, for more information, you may go to BrowdSOE.org. I'll go on to County Administrator. Oh, no, she's not. Commissioner Fisher. I have no report, Mayor. Thank you. Commissioner Dr. Barbara Sharif. No report. Thank you. Commissioner Udeen. I just want to add one thing onto the voting. Um, count, thank you to county administration because they, they are doing the PSAs in multiple languages like we had asked for when the, when the um, certificates and the cards came out. So they're going to be using a lot of the platforms. They got some free media donated, as my understanding. And they're going to be doing PSAs in multiple languages uh, to make sure people are aware of the vote by mail and all the other stuff. Um, we have a canvassing board meeting on Thursday. We started the canvassing board process. 
They are tabulating votes that have come in by mail. Um, if you've been through the process, and I know most of you got, most of you have, the goal this time for the August and the November election, um, I spoke with the supervisor about it, is every period to have every vote, every total zeroed out by the end of the night on mail ballots as we get closer to election night so that we don't run into the problem that we had a few elections ago where on election day they were behind and then got bombarded the same way. So the goal is to, to, to get them through each night and we're starting the canvassing board meetings early to go forward with the signature complaints and any other of the other issues that would have to be brought before the canvassing board. And those are my comments other than to compliment county administration, the mayor and the rest of the county commission on the hard work that everybody is doing with the COVID-19 educational and enforcement materials and getting that out to the public. I think we're starting to see some decent results from all the work that everyone's putting out there as, as far as the numbers go. Thank you. Vice Mayor Geller, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, two issues. First, wish me luck. Um, I always do a lot of town meetings. I haven't done one during COVID. I have my first virtual town meeting on Thursday night. Um, I'll let you know if I'm ever going to do one of those again, but hopefully it will work well. Additionally, I uh, just want to remind everybody watching, please wear your mask. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan. Mayor, um, I just wanted to just uh, follow up real quickly on that vote we just took. And really, uh, based, it was really based on, on the recommendations of our county administrator and administration. It's based on my conversations with many of the cities. And, uh, and that's why I, in all seriousness, why I voted no. But otherwise, uh, I want to thank also Bertha and your whole team for the, the work and dedication you guys have shown through this horrible time. And, and uh, thanks for always being there. And uh, that's it. Uh, Commissioner Ryan. To the county attorney, don't we have something in our rules of procedure that after a member votes, he or she uh, is not allowed to explain the basis of their vote after the fact? <laughs> There is a provision on explanations. I'd have to refresh my recollection as to what the All contents right. are. So let's just say that Commissioner, Commissioner Bogan has been Ryan duly admonished for, for doing that Commissioner one. Commissioner Ryan is out of line. <laughs> Commissioner Ryan yeah, is out of line. You'll have to cite the specific rule, sir. Uh, I want to, um, to mention that um, I've been watching the, the vote tallies as they come in, and uh, I know that uh, Commissioner Udine on the being on the, uh, the canvassing board so that he doesn't have to endorse any candidate in any race. Uh, but he also can keep a close eye on, um, on what's going on. Um, I have seen that in just in my district alone in the, in the Democratic primary, we have had almost as many um, absentee ballots have been returned as the total vote that we had in um, the Democratic primary when I was first elected eight years ago. So imagine that. You're two weeks away from the election. We haven't even started early voting, and we're almost up to that number. 
So what Commissioner Udine mentions is very important. If you have your, you know, your, your vote by mail ballot, you know, it's on the dining room table and you're, you're looking at it, uh, please take the time to um, fill it out as soon as you uh, have uh, made your decisions and send it back because uh, we're going to get, and even in this primary, we're going to get somewhat overwhelmed with the number of ballots that will come in in the final days. Uh, statistically, about half of the absentee ballots are returned in the last two weeks. And uh, so that means there's plenty of work for um, uh, the SOE's office to, to perform in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we have, as, uh, as our mayor stated, this Saturday begins the early voting, and it will continue until the following Sunday. So it's for a period of nine days, and it'll finish up on Sunday the 16th. And uh, for, for all of us, um, if you can get an absentee ballot, that's the, the safest way to vote now with, um, with COVID-19. You need to, if, you're, if you do choose to vote by mail, to request your ballot now because you can't, re you can't get an absentee ballot request uh, by mail um, less than 10 days before the election. So if you're going to go ahead and, and do so, make your request now. And, um, and uh, let's all get out and participate in this democratic process. Uh, it's a real good warm-up for the general election, and I know that any kinks that they have at the SOE's office in this primary, uh, it'll be a good test for us uh, so that we can get it right in November. And um, I have every confidence in uh, Mr. Antonacci that he'll get the job done well. I don't know whether or not I, I don't know whether or not our county auditor is on the line, but if he is and would like to address us at this point in time, he may. I would like to speak. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Senator, Senator Rich, I, I totally apologize yeah. uh, for not calling Okay. And, and, and I ran down the list too quickly because I have you and then I have Commissioner Forrest still left to, to speak. Okay. 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 Well, I have two things. One is very quick. I just want to uh, thank and congratulate uh, our uh, Human Services Department while well, in the county administration for the excellent annual 2019 annual report that was uh, put out. It is excellent talking about the, uh, the uh, services that we provide in our county, the excellent quality, uh, and the, the tremendous impact that we are making uh, on people's lives. Uh, and I will say it's one of the reasons why I feel with Federal CARES Act money that we should be the ones uh, taking the lion's share of the funding that goes to human services because we are the ones who actually have the infrastructure uh, and can uh, get the funds out there and help people. So I just wanted to say that. But thank you very much, uh, uh, Bertha and Kim Campbell and the whole human services group for the excellent job. Um, I, I do want to talk about the census. Uh, nobody has mentioned it. Uh, that is what the problem is. Um, as you know, uh, because of COVID and people's minds are somewhere else right now, and rightfully so, uh, looking at where they're going to get food and have a roof over their head and jobs. Uh, so uh, our numbers um, have been uh, fairly stagnant. 
the latest numbers have us at 58.7%. Uh, the Florida response is about 59.7, and the national response is 62.6. So we are uh, slightly behind uh, there. Um, I want to say we're not getting help from uh, Washington. Um, last evening, the United States Census, and this is as a result of, and this is not partisan, it's just a fact that the Republicans have signaled that they're not willing to uh, um, uh, to uh, provide additional funding uh, to help extend the deadlines for the 2020 census, which, as you recall, uh, we were talking about uh, October 31st uh, and then December uh, and extending that December 31st uh, deadline for it to go to the uh, to the uh, to the president. So uh, they announced actually uh, the U.S. Census that they will suspend uh, all enumerating efforts. That includes the door-to-door -door knocking, um, mail and phone, uh, by September 30th instead of uh, the planned October 31st deadline, which is very critical. Needless to say, it's upsetting uh, to our goal of achieving a complete count in our county. Um, having an incomplete count will carry devastating consequences for the next 10 years. Uh, we will lose millions and millions of dollars uh, and may lose political representation. So, And our vulnerable communities are going to be uh, really impacted and disenfranchised even more. So let me just say that you all, I'm sure, have received already. If not, you, you will be getting it. There's a release out about a new effort that we're leading. The county is leading a countywide campaign encouraging all employers, large and small, to dedicate 10 to 15 minutes for employees to complete the 2020 census. Um, the, uh, the cam this campaign's week of action is August 10th to the 16th. However, the campaign will run for the entire month of August to allow some flexibility for those who can't participate on those specific dates. Uh, the decentennial, cen decennial census is crucial to our democracy and to fair representation. And as I mentioned, it helps determine more than $1.5 trillion a year in federal funds, how they are distributed. Um, undercount affects everything. Uh, everything that we that we do every day somehow is connected to the census. Whether it's schools, transportation, nutrition, hospitals, nursing homes, roads, you know, emergency preparedness, etc. Um, so we uh, are um, we have gone out and asked the uh, the business community to support us in this, and this includes the Fort Lauderdale Chamber of Commerce, the uh, Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance, the Broward Workshop, Career Source. Uh, municipal chambers and and many more. Uh, we're we're hoping that this is going to have a, a big impact uh, on people who work in, as I said, small businesses, large businesses, whatever people that may not have taken the time yet to uh, fill out their their census. Uh, so any um, any you know any emails, anything, contact social media that you can put out, you'll you'll be getting this all this information. Put it out to anybody you know, in the business community that might be uh, willing to uh, connect with us on this issue. But um, this is just really, really critical, and we, we just don't have a lot of time left, and we've got to get our numbers up. So I hope everybody will just uh, get on board here and, uh, um, you know, help us to make this campaign successful and get our num numbers bumped up to where they need to be. Thank you.
Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner Rich. Uh, Commissioner Farrell. Thank you. Just a couple of things real quick. Um, just to let everybody know that the Solid Waste Working Group is coming to a head. They will be voting on a governance structure, maybe by the end, uh, you know, what they would prefer, maybe by the end of this month. But I think that's kind of where it's going. So it's been a long road, but uh, hopefully we're going to we'll find out where we're going on there. Um, second, I think it's important we figure out how to get, there are people that, that are wanting to ride the bus. They're getting ready to get on the bus. They don't have a mask. And that makes everybody concerned. And there are places in the country where there are places where they, you know, the bus driver or whoever has a mask. But we need to find a way to, where we can do that safely. And using CARES Act money, you know, somehow we have to figure this out. Because we, we can't let them get on the bus without it. But we also know that they, they probably need to get where they're going. And somehow that needs that we need to figure that out. Just hand out masks. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you don't, I don't think the transit union wants the bus drivers handing it out. So there needs to be a way to do it, either a vending machine or something like that, where it can be. And we, we need to figure that out. We haven't yet. But I think it's very important for those people that are riding and the people that are already on the bus. Um, we've been, we, I know we're. I know we were handing lots of them out at the main terminals, but that didn't. But the people aren't at the terminals, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a mask, but you're talking about the one who's on at the bus shelter miles away from there. How's he going to get there? So we need to figure that out. Um, and lastly, well, I, I appreciate everybody talking about the election. I suggest people put the ballots in as quickly as possible, because as uh, Commissioner Udine will will vouch if their signature or is not correct they will be alerted to that and they will have time to come back in and correct it if they send it in their ballot the day before they're not going to have time so send it in now if and, and there's a lot of people doing it for the first time and they may be doing something wrong this gives them a chance to correct it and get it done don't send it in on the last day anyways because it's when it arrives, not when it's postponed. Right. And, we, and you know, I think we've, we're all seeing what's happening with the post office. It's not quite as, I don't know what's going on there. It's nice being privatized. Yeah, something's. Yeah, something. you do. And then lastly, I just want to, I want to thank uh, our county administrator, her staff, and all the county staff for all the work they're doing. They, you guys are doing a tremendous job. You're making, you're making good decisions. And on, on. I think on behalf of all of us, thank you. Uh, I asked for uh, Auditor Bob Melton. I don't know if he's on. Uh, yes, sir. I'm, I'm here. Hello, everyone. Uh, really nothing to say except uh, just to reiterate that uh, my office is here to help in this situation however we can. And, in fact, we are helping with... Uh, now with issues relating to the CARES Act funding, especially relating to controls and so forth. And we'll continue to do that and help however we can. And uh, that's my report. Thank you. Uh, County Attorney Myers. Mayor, very briefly, during this meeting, our trial team was arguing against a temporary injunction motion that was brought by some bar owners who were trying to get a court order to force the county uh, to allow bars to open. 
I'm happy to report that our trial team kept uh, the winning streak by local governments going. The temporary injunction motion was denied. Uh, and I just wanted to very quickly thank the trial team of Ben Salzillo, Joe Gironi, uh, Rocio Blanco Garcia, and Claudia Capdesuner. So thank you, Mayor. Thank you. What about Renee? You mentioned her. Renee is an, um, an umbrella, and uh, we have a we have some others. And Adams, uh, Adam Katzman's on the team, and uh, and and Devona. Uh, those are those are just the lawyers who were in uh, in court. Uh, and I think it was virtual, but those are the ones who are actually at the meeting today. So we have uh, a, a very broad trial team because we uh, already have three cases and others probably coming. So it's a very good first start. Who else? Who did I miss? Uh, Renee. I'm sorry? Uh, Drew, I think you have too many attorneys in your office. You can't even remember their names. Uh, we have so many COVID teams, and uh, the, uh, the trial team's the newest team. Uh, Adam Katzman's involved also. He's out this week, but very, very happy. Uh, you know, they only let a couple of lawyers argue on these things for any hearing, so it's a, it's a, a good start. We're appreciative of the ruling, and we'll keep fighting on them. Thank you. Uh, county Tim, Tim, it's not too, Tim, it's, Tim, it's not too many attorneys. It's his age. Okay, just make sure you got it right. Ouch. County Administrator Henry. Okay. Um, uh, first and foremost, um, I'd like to thank everybody that was involved um, in our little short but sweet preparation for Isais. Um, as you know, we uh, we didn't really get a, a, m much of the impacts. Uh, they started predicting that it could be a Cat One facing us, you know, within uh, four days. So our team had to prepare as though it was coming, and we all know Wilma was projected to be a, a Cat One, and we saw what happened. So we didn't take anything for granted. So it was our dry run, <clears throat> and uh, to. You know, to the to the team, I want to thank everybody. Um, and Mayor, I know you've been uh, hanging out and getting the word out to um, our, our residents. But this is just a different time to be preparing for storms. And I know that most people don't quite understand all of the logistics that's associated with that. But there's a lot. So um, busy weekend. But thank goodness we uh, we we skirted. There's a couple more out there. Hopefully they go someplace else while we try to get get um, the rest of our um, uh, activities um, where I think I would certainly want to be more comfortable. You know, COVID-19 is just it is presenting us with a lot of challenges. You hear about non-congregate sheltering. That is just not a major, major op uh, option for us because most of our hotels are on the, on the coast. So we're doing the best that we can, and we were ready, as ready as you, as you can be, and I appreciate having everybody um, work with us on that. Also, um, as um, the auditor mentioned, there's a county team working on CARES Act. Uh, we received a proposal from, this, from the municipalities on Friday. Um, we'll be back to present you with a full packet this, by the end of this week and then followed up with um, briefings. So I'll be reaching out to each one of you to go over the packet and, um, and you'll, give, you'll advise me accordingly. That's all I have. Uh, she still deserve a vacation. I, uh, we need to give you. Well, yeah, why don't you take a vacation?
Let let me let me add that it was an education, uh, this preparation, and and I, I must tell you that I was extremely impressed by Mr. Tracy Jackson's knowledge and skill. Uh, I, he did an interview, and I got to tell you, just standing there for about ten minutes was such an education as to all the process. Actually. Yeah. Probably the interview lasts maybe 20 minutes. Uh, but all the process and all the things that we do to prepare and his knowledge, knowledge of the issues, the depth that he have in terms of understanding all the different things that we need to pull together to prepare for a hurricane. And, and, and I'm very impressed that we were well prepared. Uh, we have some real great people working for us. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Daniels, who came on early, was able to give an assessment uh, by about 7 in the morning as to where we were with the port. Uh, Mr. Dan West was able to give a report also. Uh, so part of it is, even post the storm, beyond the preparation, is what we do afterwards to recover as quickly as possible, and they were on it. Uh, I know, uh, Commissioner Furr, you mentioned the loss of Mr. Rick Barron, today. I want to say to all the people who work for Broward County, thank you. Thank you for your dedication. And I know we are going through COVID trying times. But I want to thank all of you, and, and especially those who are on the front line. Many of you, I know, have worked tirelessly in different ways to prepare for the storm, but also to work to protect us from COVID-19. Uh, I'm truly grateful. Uh, County Administrator, you have an extremely efficient, hardworking team that is taking care of the people of Broward County. And I thank it's you serious. for your leadership. Thank you, County Attorney and County Auditor also. Uh, but you've done extremely well. I've seen you work here tirelessly. Uh, first in, in the morning, last out. If I come in at 7.30, you're here. If I leave at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, you're still here. I don't know how you manage, but, but I want to thank you for your dedication to the people of Broad County. And with that, uh, we have adjournment. Uh, we adjourn this meeting. Attention registered voters. During COVID-19, an easy way to vote in Broward County's August 18th primary and November 3rd general elections is by mail. Mail-in ballots are convenient, confidential, and allow time to make choices from the comfort and safety of your home. And Broward County pays for the postage. Request a ballot online now at BrowardSOE.org. That's BrowardSOE.org. But hurry, the deadline to request a mail-in ballot is Saturday, August 8th. A message from the Broward County Board of County Commissioners. Thank you.
Da-da-da.